0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Korean Post uh, devotional podcast. For those of you that have been following along, we've been going through the book of Colossians. We're in chapter three. And we're looking at body of thought from verses 12 to 25, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let peace, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called into one body, and be thankful. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, Love your wives, and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart-fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as unto the Lord, and not unto men." Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward, from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord in Christ. You serve the Lord, Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he's done, and there's no partiality. Drawing from my personal background, both as a father to three biological ch- children and one adopted child, and having temporarily fostered six boys, I can confidently affirm that every boy needs a father figure. My own experience of growing up without a father involved his removal from my life at the age of five or six, and then his reintroduction into my life in my uh, late 40s, early 50s, um, shortly before his passing. Though there were many in my life who cared for and loved and provided for me, it's not the same as having my biological father present. And while I appreciate these men, my gratitude cannot uh, change the fact that their presence did not fulfill the void left by my father's, my biological father's absence. And I observed a similar situation in my, in my current experience. As I strive to be an affectionate and supportive father figure for my foster boys, despite the love and the care my wife and I provide, we witness the hurt and yearning in their young lives for their biological parents, especially for their fathers. And I'm grateful for the stepfathers and other men who have played a role in my life. It takes a special kind of person to care for a child who's not biologically their own. And I was lucky to have men, a man who provided for me in my youth and others who taught me valuable skills like driving and hunting and so forth. And I feel blessed compared to many of those who grew up without any kind of father figures in their life stepping into father the fatherless deserves a special kind of reward god did not intend for casual sex and fatherless homes common in north american culture absent fathers in my opinion have led to a significant contribute it had led sig- has led significantly to the um, the decline of our society along with the rejection of traditional gender norms. Besides our fallen nature, the breakdown of the family unit due to the father- fatherless homes largely contributes to our cultural destruction. This is, by the, this is worsened by the abandoning of normative standards, including the belief that biological gender and the acceptance of, um, uh, and the acceptance of transgender identification. These factors have led to our nation's decline, which can be attributed to husbands and fathers failing to fulfill their duties. Multiple studies have shown the negative impacts of growing up in a fatherless home. A note to the reader or listener, in this case, the following research has been provided through AI. I did not read these articles personally, and therefore cannot prove the veracity provided in the quotations. Nevertheless. They seem to make sense. The National Fatherhood Initiative conducted a study in which they found that children from fatherless homes are four times more likely to live in poverty and two times more likely to drop out of school than those with involved fathers. Furthermore, according to the same study, 85% of all youth in prison, 71% of all high school dropouts, and 90% of all homeless and runaway children come from fatherless homes. In addition to these social and economic consequences, there's also adverse effects on children's emotional and behavioral well-being. Centers for uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, a study there, found that children in fatherless homes are likely to experience emotional and behavioral problems, including depression, anxiety, and delinquent behavior. There's also evidence to suggest that children uh in fatherless, in, in a father absent homes, are more likely to engage in sexual activity, early sexual activity rather, and have more sexual partners compared to those in fatherless homes. In other words, they're more promiscuous. The Journal of Marriage and Family found that girls. Who grew up in fatherless homes were likely to engage in early, early sexual activity and become pregnant as teenagers. And the same study also found that girls with those relationships, with close relationships with their fathers, rather, were less likely to engage in risky sexual behavior. A journal of research on adolescents found that adolescents girl who, girls who lived in fatherless homes were more likely to engage in sexual activity and to have multiple sexual partners than girls who lived with both parents. Similarly, the uh, National Campaign to Prevent Teenage and Unplanned Pregnancy reported that girls who grew up without fatherless homes are more likely to become sexually active at a younger age and to have more sexual partners than girls who live with their fathers. They're also more likely to become pregnant as teenagers. Again, the Journal of Family Issues, states that adolescent girls who live in, fatherless, in father absent homes were more likely to engage in sexual activity, unpro- have unprotected sex, and use contraception inconsistently than girls who lived with both parents. That was a 2013 study. Considering the breakdown of the family unit due, due to fatherless homes and the failure of husbands and fathers to fulfill their responsibilities, it's crucial to view, view Paul's comments in, in Colossians 3. Paul urges fathers to not to provoke or frustrate their children. This aban- um, admonition highlights father's criti- the father's critical role in nurturing and guiding their children and the potential consequences of, ne- of neglecting this responsibility. Throughout the Old and New Testament, we see a consistent emphasis on the the importance of fatherhood and the role of fathers in the family unit. In the book of Proverbs, for instance, we find numerous exhortations to children to listen and obey their fathers, warnings against despising and neglecting their father's instructions. In the New Testament, we see similar, similar themes echoed in Paul's letters. In addition to his comments in Colossians 3, Paul also instructs fathers in Ephesians 6:4 to bring up their children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. This command highlights the spiritual dimension of the father, of fatherhood and the father's responsibility to pass on the faith to their children. The example of God the Father himself underscores the importance of fatherhood. Throughout the Bible, we see God portrayed as a loving and caring father who provides for his children, disciplines them when necessary, and guides them into maturity. As Jesus himself taught in the parable of the prodigal son, the father's love for his wayward son is a powerful example of the unconditional love that fathers are called to show their own children. As we reflect on the importance of fatherhood, let us remember that God is our ultimate father who loves us unconditionally and provides for our every need. Let's also be grateful for the men who have stepped up to uh, fill the void left by absent fathers, whether as stepfathers, mentors, or as father figures. And Let us be mindful of our own responsibilities as fathers to nurture, guide, and instruct our children in the ways of the Lord. May we honor God's design for the family and seek to build strong, healthy, and loving relationships with our spouses and our children for the glory of God and for the well-being of our families and our communities. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the and Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit briandpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time. May peace and blessings abound in your home.